What is up, everybody? Welcome to Bench Chatter, the common man's NBA podcast. I'm your host, Colin, here with my co-host, Noah, on this beautiful Sunday, April 25th. Noah, what's cooking? Feeling pretty good, Colin. Um, Our points league officially wrapped up its last game of the regular season today. I finished 11-6 and six with the third most points scored in the league this year. And you finished 9-8. and eight. A surprising finish, honestly, with how you started the season. And you scored the fourth most points in the league, Colin. So congrats on that. A little bit of a comeback story you know, this season. That's what I was going for. I wanted storylines, not as much, you know, just outright dominance. I felt that that's kind of what the people were looking for this year. Kind of an underdog story. That's why I started out one and six. You know, it's for the it's not content. fun to start six and one, six and one. Yeah, people know I'm making the playoffs. I start one and six, and I have a podcast about fantasy basketball. <laughs> you know, an eyebrow or two starts to get raised there, Noah. And so I righted the ship, turned it around, dropped your injection, Junior, after twelve weeks, and <laughs> here we are with the fourth most point scored. And now, Colin. You and I, we're looking at a tasty little first-round playoff matchup. Uh, mm-hmm. To say I'm disappointed, um, to play you in the first round would be an understatement. You know, For the content, Colin, I really wanted to face you in the championship of our points league, but may the best man win next yeah. week. I'm really going to be missing and, my man, Zach Levine. Yeah, and I thought it was going to happen, too. The way things were shaking up, it's, it's kind of stupid. In both of our leagues this year, the divisions have been stacked in a very stupid manner. In our points league, the top four scoring teams are all in like the same division, so we play each other more. And then in the other division is all the, the crap teams that play the crap teams and don't ever score, ever. Um, so it's a bummer that, you know, I'm getting in with the sixth seed, but... We take it. I'm in the playoffs. And, yeah, like you said, may the best man win. You're dealing with Zach Levine in the points league. I'm dealing with Zach Levine being out in the categories league. And, you know, I know this is uh, our fantasy analysis episode. But can we take a moment to talk about injuries? Because the shortened season, like the condensed season, trying to fit 72 games in, has proven to be a terrible idea. Yeah, the way too many of guys are getting that hurt are injured right, right now. now. It's just too much. Like the fact that right now I'm going to rattle off I think seven names that are all massive superstars or all-stars in dominant cities. You have LeBron, AD, Harden, Levine, Donovan Mitchell, Trey Young, all out right now. And I know Levine is actually out because of COVID, but AD, you know. AD's been back since Wednesday. Yeah, but he's still on limited minutes. Yeah, he played 25 he minutes on Saturday's game, though. I thought he. I thought it was after Saturday he was given the step up. Did he play 25 on Saturday? Wednesday he got 15, Saturday he got 25. Oh, well... Good job, Vogel, really implementing that uh, 15 minutes for at least the rest of the season. <laughs> yeah, Vogel realized they were going to lose every game if he played 15 minutes a season, or for the rest of the season. 
Yeah, that, uh, that'll happen when you build your team around basically two people. Oh, and they still lost. <laughs> they got smacked. He played 28 yeah. minutes and he got smacked. Andre Drummond was playing really bad defense. I was watching that game with the boys. Yeah. AD also shot 25 from the field and took 20 shots, so it's <laughs> not going to do you any favors. Yeah, I mean, the the Lakers are in a precarious spot because we've been through the story before of a LeBron team getting a five seed and then running the table in the East. I don't know if you can do that in the West. I don't know if you can do it. Obviously, they can do it, but you're running through some much more difficult competition than uh, John Wall Wizards. Esque teams, if you catch him adrift. I got faith in LeBron. He's going to get to the finals. Do you, do you, Don't you worry about it. Do you have it. faith in LeBron or do you have faith in LeBron and AD? And I have faith in damn near just LeBron. LeBron could will them to the no second way. round by himself. Okay. Okay. The, okay. The second round is way different than the finals. I mean, yeah. The second round's stupid. It depends who they like, have to yeah, play. Sure. It's looking like they're probably going to catch the Jazz. In the second so I round? think we've talked about... Yeah, no, La- Lakers pose. beat Jazz easy. Just purely through star power. No cap. No cap. I think that's cap. I think That's, that's not cap. cap. I'll, you want to put 20 sure on it? Cap. I'll go Lakers right in five. You go Lakers in five? No cap. Oh, I'll go too much star power. Too much star power. The Jazz take advantage. You, you think the Jazz just take advantage okay. of smacking their regular season team? Let's be fucking honest. Um, you, there's a no, certain point no, in no. the playoffs when you run into a wall, and that wall is LeBron and AD. I think over a series, LeBron and AD just outplay the Jazz. Dude, I'm pretty sure I saw a stat that the Jazz are better against teams above 500 than any other team in the league. I'll put a thousand on it. Okay. I actually, I don't think you will. I will. I'm pretty sure you will. For electronic handshake right now. If you'd like to put a thousand dollars, I know you have a DraftKings account that you can use. Shout out DraftKings. Use promo code BenchChatter for nothing, but you know. Use the promo code. If enough people start using the promo code, maybe they'll sponsor us. (laughs) Be like, hey, who are these asshats? I'll put a thousand on it, Colin, so, right now. You'll actually put a thousand. Okay, we're... no, I'm not going to commit. A yeah, you're a coward. To uh... well, you know, because you don't want to bet against that's... LeBron. If well, I do, I do. Just thousand right now, not a thousand. Well, you're can working, I... man. Can I tell you no thousand. after the podcast? Can I thousand. commit to it for the content and then lay on the side? Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Hey, we'll, edit, we'll edit this. I'm pretty sure up. that's what, like, Jake Paul. Yeah, one million dollars. Yes. One. No. Let's, seriously, I will do $1,200 because that is the right amount of money. $1,200. All right, deal. Easiest 1200 of my right. life. Dude, no way. I've watched you. You've made way easier 1200 You don't bet against Braun. I don't know. For about a five-year stretch, there you could, and you'd win. Hey, 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 hey. 
Alrighty. Well, I'm I'm glad that we were able to get that out of the way. Get get that dust settled. Uh, I hope the Jazz and the Lakers play in the playoffs because otherwise this is this is gonna be pretty <laughs> stupid. <laughs> I hope the Pacers and the Bulls play in no the plan. I hope that the Bulls play in the plan. That'd be cool. Yeah, we uh. I I've watched a couple of our games recently. It's just it's tough. Kobe White, Denzel just, Valentine. you know, yeah, Denzel Valentine really just <laughs> you know the hero. The, the Bulls is needed. unlimited. The skill is, however, quite limited, and that uh, that's the issue that we're running into. It'd be cool if the skill and the confidence were able to match up there with Valentine and his shot selection. With a minute to go, God, what a moron! I don't know how you how you take that shot. Did anybody, you know, for everybody out there, Valentine with him in a five point game with fifty five seconds left to go has like carries the ball up and just pulls up from five feet behind the arc and catches straight air. After yeah, the Bulls had like, battled back from being down double digits. Yeah, at half we were down 20. Uh-huh. And we battled back to bring it within five. Had been within five for most of the third quarter. Like, right there. Fourth quarter, fourth quarter. And, yeah, then he does that. And I'd murder him. The game. I was telling Noah before the podcast, I follow a Chicago beat writer. Like, a, like an actual press guy who has access to Bulls facilities tweet that he thinks that Valentine should never play another basketball game again. <laughs> And is he wrong? I think there's a lot of people that agree. <laughs> He's the longest tenured player on the Bulls. Man. And I think just you know, ritually we need to get rid of him just to to get that era of Chicago Bulls basketball out of him. Gotta get the bad juju out. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's a reason Cameron Payne will never sniff a Bulls uniform again, you know? <laughs> That's a good cut right there. I honestly forgot Cam Payne played for the Bulls. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a tweet the other day, and it was like, remember that this is the Bulls lineup like five years ago, and we started like Cam Payne and like three dudes who I don't think are in the league anymore. And it's just like, wow. That's Jesus. impressive that an NBA roster was able to to start that. <laughs> Go, yeah, these are the guys. <laughs> these are the guys that are here to start. <laughs> Wait to see what we got in the second quarter. It's gonna be it's gonna be three guys that we found walking down the street. <laughs> we had open tryouts an hour before the game started. <laughs> uh John Paxson at fifty four years old is coming off the bench trying to le- relive the ninety two glory. Should we Alrighty. give the well, people what some... they want, Con? Yeah, they we came for them? some some playoff fantasy basketball analysis. So I think we should jump in and possibly you know, do what we're paying ourselves to do. I'm down. Do you agree? All right, all right. All right, Noah, let's just jump right into it then because we have a schedule analysis, and it's quite juicy this week, and... Probably the juiciest and most lucrative schedule we've had to date, uh, especially considering this is either week one, two, or three for Fantasy League playoffs, which is 
particularly exciting. Um, I know I'm pretty thrilled about it. Having made the playoffs in both of our leagues, both of us did, you know, not to brag on ourselves, but let's do it. Jack Eagleton can't um, say the same. Mm, moron. So, Noah, what's important to remember uh, about fantasy matchups in the playoffs and both – no, no, no. Just one of our leagues is scheduled in that, you know, some leagues you ha- you just have the, the one-week playoffs. A lot of we- leagues do two-week playoffs, though, and so it's really important to try to figure out how you want to use your 14 roster moves over two weeks as opposed to just seven in one week. Um and there's some key differences there. But what we have this week is we've got three teams playing five games, Noah. That is a crap ton of basketball. And there are three teams that have some pretty valuable guys that could be found on a waiver wire. So those teams are the Mavericks, the Thunder, and the Raptors. Noah, how important is it to have some real estate in these three teams for a playoff week i mean they're the most important teams out of any of the teams this week uh as you already said they're teams that have plenty of guys that you're going to be able to pick up and just having five games out of multiple players if you can pick up multiple players from those teams is huge that's the difference factor in winning and losing honestly yeah absolutely and so then to contrast that We've got five teams with down schedules playing only three games. And those teams are the Pistons, Warriors, Pacers, Clippers, and Knicks. And so, Noah, I want to illustrate to you and the listener how important it is to have players on the Mavericks, Thunder, and the Raptors. So you are familiar with Kawhi Leonard, right? You you are generally aware of what he's able to offer, um, you know, to a team, right? Yes. Yeah. So Kawhi Leonard in the last month, roughly, has been averaging 45 points a game, which we would consider to be pretty good. At least I would. I would take 45 points a game, right? Fantasy yeah. points. Yeah. So you do some quick math, and you realize that that is, you know, in three games, 135 points for your team, which, you know, we take. Now, Dorian Finney-Smith for the Mavericks, who is roughly 19% rostered in ESPN Fantasy Leagues, has been averaging 29 points in the last month. Meaning that Dorian Finney-Smith this week is projected to score 145 points, putting you at roughly 10 more points than Kawhi Leonard, a guy that is 20% rostered. That's how important it is to get real estate with some of the perimeter guys on the maps, Thunder and Raptors, especially the Thunder because there's so much happening there and so many guys who you can pick up so this schedule analysis is just one big long way of saying if you want anything the biggest key to winning this week find some decent guys on these teams 
and it'll be so valuable. Yeah, I already picked up two guys from two different teams of those three, ready to put them out this week. Ahead of the game. So then, no, that goes, uh, I'm, I'm just going to run through this really quick. So I mentioned the teams with five games, Mavs, Thunder, Raptors, teams with three games, Pistons, Warriors, Pacers, Clippers, Knicks. Every other team is playing four games. Cool with me. Work for you? All right. Yeah. Glad and it could be. That lets me lead into my next segment, which is number of teams playing each day. And on Monday, we're looking at 22. On Tuesday, we have 12. On Wednesday, we have 20. On Thursday, we have 12. On Friday, we have 16. On Saturday, we have 20. And on Sunday, we have 16. So you're only looking at really two low-volume game days this week, Con. So it's going to be a pretty high-scoring week in your league, probably. And back-to-backs this week are are going to be really important um, in terms of how you're planning your acquisitions for this week. And looking at Monday, Tuesday, Con, right off the bat, we have Dallas, Minnesota, OKC, and Toronto with a back-to-back. Three of those teams we just talked about that have five games this week. So if you're really looking to get your week off to a bang, you pick up one to two players on Dallas, OKC, or Toronto, boom, instantly you get a back-to-back on Monday, Tuesday for them. Um, On Tuesday, Wednesday, we're looking at Boston, Charlotte, Portland. On Wednesday, Thursday, we're looking at Denver and New Orleans. On Thursday, Friday, we're looking at Brooklyn and Milwaukee. On Friday, Saturday, we're looking at Atlanta, Chicago, Cleveland, Memphis, Orlando, and Utah. And then on Saturday, Sunday, Colin, it comes full circle again. And we have Charlotte, Dallas, Houston, Miami, OKC, and Toronto. Uh, So two back-to-backs this week for Dallas, OKC, and Toronto. And then we rounded off on Sunday with Lakers, Knicks, Philly, Portland, and San Antonio. So... Just reaffirming, Colin, that you should have guys from these teams. You get a Monday, Tuesday out of them and a Saturday, Sunday back-to-back. Uh, does it really get yeah. any better than that? Dude, it, it really does not. And that, when you're competing against the best of the best as you should be come playoff time, these are the little things that make such a key difference. Yeah. Um and then looking at the low-volume game days, we have Tuesday with six games and Thursday with six games, which leads into my teams to stream this section. Uh, clearly, we already have Dallas, OKC, Toronto. They have five games. Um, there's four teams playing four games, who I also think have pretty good schedules, and that's Brooklyn, Houston, Milwaukee, and Minnesota, who all play Tuesday, Thursday, the low-volume game days. And then I think Golden State and the Pacers also have favorable schedules because they play on Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. So really you're looking at eight, nine teams that have pretty good schedules this week that you could take advantage of. Um, So when it comes Tuesday, Thursday, definitely be looking at these teams because that's where you can uh, get some really good value out of the players. For sure. For sure. I think that's all super important um yeah i don't know what else there is to stress in terms of the schedule i feel okay, like see, we, dallas, we toronto. hit it pretty okay, hard see, dallas, toronto. yeah okay see, that dallas, is toronto. really what you have to hammer down and you know maybe noah we can throw him a bone and you know talk about some guys on some of those teams who might be uh you know considered to be valuable acquisitions that one could make um but let's not start there let's start with 
Yeah, let's let's start a little bit more in in the deep. A guy who's not even five percent rostered, Noah. And it's Ooh. your pick, so I'm, I'm going to let you announce him. But this is that is Mr. P.J. Dozier, who plays on the Denver Nuggets, who is currently four point six percent rostered on ESPN. Uh, the Nuggets are dealing with multiple injuries in their backcourt. Uh, Will Barton just went out with a injury that Mike Malone called significant to his hamstring, which doesn't sound good. Um, we already know Jamal Murray's out for the rest of the year with the ACL injury. And Monty Morris, their backup point guard, is also hurt. So it really leaves the backcourt depth to Austin Rivers, P.J. Dozier, and Facundo Campazzo, who I love. And it looks like P.J. Dozier is higher up on that depth chart than Austin Rivers at this point. So he looks to play a pretty significant role for them this coming week. Uh, on Saturday, Colin, he made his first start against the Rockets. He produced mm-hmm. 23 points, 7 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 steals, and 2 blocks, while having a 21.4% usage rate. And he's even had a 19.9% usage rate over his last 7 games, um, averaging around 26 That's minutes sweet. a game, which shows me that the Nuggets are really looking for any guy to step up right now. And I think he brings a pretty good amount of positional versatility, so he can play multiple positions on the floor, which means to him getting more time on the floor um, with other people. And I think he contributes across the board in multiple categories. And, yeah, the Nuggets need someone to step up, Colin. Uh, They're really looking for anyone to help Jokic and Michael Porter Jr. and Aaron Gordon. And I think P.J. Dozier could be that guy. And he could really... He could be a boom fantasy player this week if he has... Um, some good games for only 4.6% yeah. rostered yeah for for a guy that very reasonably could be out there for you we're talking about a guy who got his first NBA start ever this weekend and really capitalized on it I mean that stat line that we're talking about 23.7 boards 3 assists, 2 steals, 2 blocks I mean you take that every single night if you could Obviously, I don't think that's going to be replicated every single night. But when you're looking at the Denver Nuggets, a real shooting guard that is looking to even somewhat replace the volume that Jamal Murray had, um, if Dozier can keep this up, I think that the offense is already set up for someone like him to succeed. You have a Nikola Jokic who is, in my mind, one of the greatest facilitators in the game right now, and you have other scoring threats. If you can just pop and shoot, he seems to have a pretty good three-point shot. He can get it everywhere, though. I think that he could really stand to benefit a lot of fantasy teams this week. Yeah, that's a really good point that you made about how the offense is set up for a guy like PJ to uh, come in and fill that Jamal role. I didn't even really think about that. And when you're out there, when he's out there playing with Michael Porter Jr. and Jokic, he's like the, what, third, fourth option maybe if Aaron Gordon is um, mm-hmm. wanting to get those shots. So defenses aren't going to be really keening in on this guy. Um, so he can go pretty under the radar while stacking up these really good peripheral stats too. Yeah, I really like PJ yeah. Goes here. Yeah, and I'd be shocked if he doesn't catch a second start in a row after that first performance. So yeah, you know that he's he's probably guaranteed twenty five to thirty minutes. Yeah, at least this next game. 
So, absolutely. PGA Joe's here all the way. All the way. All the way. All the way, baby. All right. Now, did we did we tease him enough? Should we should we give him somebody from one of these these teams that we've been talking about? I guess I'll throw him a little bone. Um, throw you one bone, one bone. This is the appetizer. This is the appetizer, um, and yeah, that is yeah, yeah. Dwight Powell, who plays on the Dallas Mavericks, who is currently one point four percent roster on ESPN right now. Gone. And what was that number you just said, Noah? 1.4% roster. 1.4. It's so small I could barely hear it. We're coming at you with these deep cuts, boys. And <laughs> as we already said, the Mavs have two back-to-backs this week. And last week, in the last week, Con, uh, Dwight Powell, somebody missed most of the yeah. season with a leg injury, but he's averaging 10 points, mm-hmm. 4.5 rebounds, and 1 assist on 82.9 field goal percentage. 82.9. <sighs> In only 18 minutes a night. It's a category wet dream right there. 82% from the field? Ooh-wee. Yeah, and last night, Colin, I was hanging with the boys, drinking some brews. We were watching the Lakers-Mavs game. of course. And Dwight Powell was going off. Um, Versus the Lakers, he had 25 points, went 11 from 12 from the field, and had nine rebounds. Jeez. And... The Mavs are someone whose front court is really shaky right now. Uh, Chris Stapps yeah. missed the last game due to a sprained ankle. Maxi Kleba's only played in eight out of the last 12 games. Willie Cauley-Stein's only played in five out of the last 12 games. And Boban has only played in two out of the last 12 games. So with so many injuries to the Mavs front court and two back-to-backs coming up in this upcoming five-game week, I think rests are coming. And I think that means more minutes for Dwight Powell. Um, and yeah. I really like him. I expect Powell to get a really good run this week, and he could be one of the steals of the week, if not the steal of the week, for a guy who's only 1.4% rostered right now. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, we're talking about a guy who's been a consistent starter for the Mavs over the last three years and really has only taken a, a backseat due to injury. Um, but by no means is a guy that's new to the system and – hasn't seen success before. I mean, just two years ago, he was averaging 11 points and five boards, uh, you know, which isn't phenomenal, but he's also never a guy that's seen a whole ton of minutes. So allow him to flourish. He's a veteran guy. You now have Luka Doncic really in um, superstar form, able to facilitate you have guys like Finney Smith Hardaway who are a little bit more offensively minded which I actually think stands to benefit him in that he is taking a lot of his shots from the three foot within uh, range anyways so allow those guys to spread the floor let Luca do his thing clean up put down and uh, let's eat Let's eat. I'm ready to eat on you this week, Colin. Mm, I don't know about that. The other thing I do want to point out, especially categories, especially categories, obviously his field goal percentage has been through the roof. It's been insane. Um, He's not really a guy that hurts you for a big man on the free throws. He's shooting 78% on the year. Is that phenomenal? That's awesome. Is that phenomenal? It's not phenomenal, but for a guy who's only taken free th- two free throws a game, starting at center, that's huge. I mean, you take that all day. 
Yeah, that's when, awesome for a big you, man. Yeah, when you when you could have a guy like Andre Drummond who, you know, you walk in and essentially acquiesce, I'm going to win rebounds but lose free throws because of him. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good upside that Dwight Powell has. Yeah. So just wanted to, to point that out. Boom. Alrighty, anything else Dwight Powell related that we have missed other than the fact that he plays five games this week? Wait, he plays five games? He plays five games this week, including two back-to-backs. That's tasty for only 1.4% roster. Oh, my gosh. That's really tasty. Wow, I might have to consider picking him up. You should. You should should drop Luca for him. Mm, I don't know about that one. I don't know. Alright, you know what? This next guy, uh, we're going to deviate just a little bit. No, just kidding. This guy is also playing five games this week on his new team that he's actually only seen seven games for, uh, but I believe he should be back and healthy now, Noah, um, if I'm not mistaken. But that is Kem Birch. Kem Birch, a guy we already talked about. Yes, he is a guy we've already talked about. But he's a guy who's only 10.5% rostered. So I kind of like that, you know. But, no, what should I know about Kem Birch? You know, sell me. Why should I pick him up? Uh, Kem Birch is probably my second favorite guy to pick up this week. Uh, He was recently added to the Raptors two weeks ago. But now he looks to be in line to play a ton of minutes for them as Chris Boucher suffered a sprained MCL and the Raptors said he would be out at minimum till the team leaves for their West Coast road trip on April 29th. And I honestly expect him to miss some of the games after that as well, like one or two. And Birch mm-hmm. has started five straight games for a Toronto team whose front court depth is already shaky with Chris Boucher healthy. So even with without Chris Boucher, they're super, super shorthanded. And he's averaged 28 minutes in five straight games for Toronto, averaging 8 points, 6.4 rebounds, and 1.8 blocks a game. Um, He gets pretty meaningful big man numbers for this point in the season, and while he doesn't shoot many threes, he will be helping you on your field goal percentages. And on Saturday, without Boucher, he played 33 minutes and had 8 points and 7 rebounds. Um, Not anything crazy, but his offensive usage rate is pretty low. It's around like 11%. But I think he's a constant threat for a low-level double-double in most games he plays. And with five games for the Raptors this week, Birch is ready to contribute. And I already picked him up in our league. Yeah, I agree with with everything you're saying there. He's been a guy that we've kind of flagged throughout the course of this year as somebody who's always dangerous to have himself a game. I mean, through... Three weeks ago, you know, he put up 14 and 15. What are you laughing for? Do you remember when we talked about him? And he had that crazy game where we were like, I think this is the game of his career. And it actually was. <laughs> yeah, no, it definitely was. I mean, there's no way, there's no two ways about it. Like, he, yeah, and then the best part was literally the next game he scored two points. <laughs> and they got traded. Minutes. Yeah, and they're like, shipping your ass out of here. Dude, the, 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 okay, the, 
the day the last game he played before he got traded, he only played five minutes and then he didn't dress for two and then was traded. Do you think do you think they knew like mid game and they like, pulled him? Did the old uh call down to the coach and be like, Hey, yeah, we traded Kem, pull him out of the game? Probably, honestly. Wouldn't be surprised. Wouldn't be surprised. <clears throat> yeah. Um you know, maybe he has the game of his life 2.0 for the Raptors this yeah. week. I think he's like the perfect last roster spot for um, anyone looking to pick up a guy this week from any of those three teams, which is exactly what I'm using him for. Yeah, big facts. Big facts. Yeah, I honestly don't know if I would keep him the whole, the whole week. I think he's definitely a guy who I'd utilize for this first back-to-back and then yeah. drop, and then if he's there again, you know, based on how those first two games went, consider picking him up again, but definitely don't feel obligated to keep him on the entirety of the week. Yeah, totally. That's probably exactly what I'm going to do. Big facts. Alrighty. Uh, well, we've covered the Mavs. We've covered the Raptors. Do you think there's anybody on the Thunder that we could talk about? I think there might be one guy, Con. Um, a guy we've already one. talked about, okay. uh, and that is a Darius Baisley. We've mentioned once before. Yeah, exactly once before. And that is Darius Basley, who is currently 34.5% rostered on ESPN. And 34.5% rostered, Con, kind of seems low for a guy like Basley, who I feel like has been a sleeper pick all sure season. Uh He's probably a guy who's been dropped and picked up in your league multiple times this year. Um, Mm -hmm. And while the Thunder have been shuffling around their lineups, trying to see who their best uh, five players they can put out on the court are, Basley's kind of been locked in as their starting power forward. Um, He started the last eight games for them, averaging 33 minutes with a usage rate of 25.7%. And in those eight games, he's shooting 43% while averaging 19 points, 6.9 rebounds, pretty nice. 1.8 assists and one steal and he's had 19 points in the last five of his six most recent games and with the thunder to have with the thunder having five games this week basley's looking to have a really good week and i wish he was available in our league he's not because you know we're geniuses we already saw this coming we had him picked up weeks ago but if he's still available in your league like 34 and a half percent rostered con that's way too low yeah, absolutely. Especially with Shea Gilgis Alexander being out, Al Horford sitting the rest of the year, Lugensk Dort is dealing with a minor injury right now. Basley's basically their primary option. Yeah. he's He gets a you ton know? of usage, gets a lot of shots, and he also gets the other peripheral stats. I, I really like him. Uh, yeah. If you're yeah. lucky enough to get him, you should go pick him up right now. Yeah, can I read you his stat line since he came back from? I don't know if it was injured. Basketball Reference said he didn't dress for three games in a row, but from April tenth through April twenty third, the Thunder's last eight games, he's averaging nineteen points, seven boards, two assists, and a steal. <laughs> That's really good. I it's almost like I read that exact stat line off. 
I will cut that part then. <laughs> cut that. Cut that. Cut that. <laughs> I realized as soon as I got to the six point nine part, I was like, "Fuck, this is definitely the stat line you already read." Oh, Glad to know you're listening, dude. Thank you. Well, dude, like, how, like, like, sometimes when you talk, I like am like listening and like looking up stats at the same time. Uh, this is the first time the entire season that I've repeated anything you've said. So I, I, I don't think that's yeah. true. No, that's <laughs> definitely true. This is the first time. <laughs> it's this totally time. not this is true. The very first time. Do you want me to pull it's up the receipts? At tops, the third time. Okay, okay, that's more reasonable. At tops, at <laughs> tops, there's no way it's more than three, though. Alrighty. I have to pull up the receipts Alrighty. on you. Alrighty, honestly, leave that in. That's that's good content. It's fine. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. All right. It even says it on my notes. I just had to look over. Wow, that was pretty stupid of me. I was pretty excited about that too. Did you hear my tone of voice? I was like, "Wow, this, this guy's been pretty good his last eight games." You motherfucker! Ah, damn it, damn it. Alrighty, well, okay. Obviously, we've covered Darius Basley. Dude is way too good to be thirty-three percent rostered. The thing is, though, you know, if you're listening to this, odds are you're probably in a league that is a little bit more on the active side. So maybe in a league where he is already owned. So I want to go through with you, Noah, the Thunder roster. Because the Thunder, it's such an interesting team. Because while they are tanking, they're not a historically terrible team like the Sixers or the Timberwolves have been in their tanks in recent memory. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So there's some guys on this Thunder team that are doing some good stuff, but on ESPN right now, there is only one guy who's more than 50% rostered. And that's SGA. Al Horford, who hasn't played a game in weeks, is 43% rostered, and then Dort, who's out, is 42% rostered. Then we go to Basley at 34. And then from there, we have Moses Brown, who we talked about last week, is 20% rostered, and everybody else. So at least three Thunder starters this week who are playing five games are under 10% rostered. So, yeah. No, no. I think what might be a good exercise is I'm going to say a name, and you give me 30 seconds as to the upside that this guy might have. Does that work okay. for you? Okay. Alrighty. Well, let's start with Moses Brown. Recap why Moses Brown is a phenomenal fantasy pickup. Uh, super efficient. Uh, he's kind of fell off since the last time we talked about him, but he's still playing minutes for the Thunder. Um, is a double-double threat every night. Uh, the rebounds are there every night. The points are more of a question mark. But he's also getting you blocks and steals. Um, I don't think Moses Brown is a hold like he should be on your roster, but I do think he could be used this week uh, with five games. Big facts. Alrighty, another one that we've talked about recently, Alexei Pukushevsky. Uh, I really like Alexei's. Uh, he gets you a little bit of everything. He's going to fill up the stat sheet. Um, he gets a pretty good usage rate on the Thunder. 
Uh, he's a shot creator, a shot maker, and a playmaker for the Thunder. Uh, and it's really good. His efficiencies aren't great, and his turnovers aren't great, but he makes up for that in the other stat categories. Yeah, what I want to add about Alexei right now is in his last couple games, he's shooting like under 30% from the field, uh, under 10% from three. Um, I think that these are just wildly inefficient games, and I think he's better than that, but I think he's a very young player who's still learning his role in the NBA. I don't think he's going to stop taking shots. I don't know if that necessarily means he's going to start making shots, though, so be careful there. Uh, the upside's huge, though. Yeah. Alrighty, next guy on the list, Theo Maladon, another guy we've talked about pretty frequently on this show. Yeah, he's only 7% rostered, which kind of surprises me. Um, he's been the Thunder's main guard since SGA went out, and even a little bit before that, he was uh, playing two guard next to SGA. And he's probably the Thunder's third most consistent player next to Dort and Basley. Um, he plays super high minutes every night, averages around 31 um, the points, he's averaging 13. Uh, he can't really get to that every night um, yet. He's not consistent enough. But he's really good for rebounding stats for a guard, um, which is something you love. And he's also getting pretty good yeah. assist numbers every night because he's the main creator for that Thunder team. Um, some like His his efficiencies aren't great. He's not the greatest scorer um, efficiently, and his turnovers numbers aren't great. But he does rack up some pretty good fantasy stat lines due to how much usage he gets. Big facts. Big facts, yeah. Um, totally agree there. Another one that we've talked about in depth that I think might be one of the more valuable players on this team uh, fantasy-wise is Isaiah Roby. Yeah, I like him. He's really interesting. Um, he's kind of an undersized five, but a pretty big four. Um, he averages 12 points over the last week, which is pretty good. And he also is pretty good at getting steals and blocks. The rebounds are there every night, and he averages around three assists, which is pretty awesome for a big man. Um, but mm-hmm. he's same story as the rest of the Thunder team, honestly. He's just inconsistent, which is kind of the tune for all of these players. Yeah, well, I but mean, I, I think I, I think I like him more than Moses Brown, honestly, because I think his ceiling's higher. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Was not expecting to hear that, but that's why we have this show. Uh, already. And then I think we're starting to really get into some of these bench players. So, you know, stop me if you think that we're getting to players who really uh, shouldn't be being talked about. But we've got Kenrich Williams, who is at least an interesting name. Yeah, he plays... Um... He plays pretty decent minutes for them, too. He's kind of exactly like mm-hmm. Roby um, in that he racks up pretty good rebounding numbers, has pretty good defensive numbers, but then his scoring just isn't there every night, which makes him not good enough to hold on a fantasy team, honestly. Yeah, I know in, in our points league, he's topped out in his last six games. He put up a 31-point fantasy performance against the Pacers the other night, which is obviously awesome if you're just looking to stream the guy, but, um, yeah, he also has put up a 13-point game two days ago, so less awesome. Uh, alrighty, uh, we've got two more that we'll talk about, and then after that I think uh, we're fine on Thunder players. Uh, Tony Bradley. Yeah, <laughs> he's the Thunder's backup center. 
Um, he's kind of like Moses. Like, they're both, like, way too inconsistent, and it's kind of like one or the mm-hmm. other kind of goes off, uh, depending on the given night. But I I don't like him any more than Moses. Like, I would definitely just have Moses over Tony Bradley. Uh, and Ty Jerome. Uh, yeah. Thunder's backup guard. Same thing as the rest of them. Inefficient, but gets good, good, good other stats because he gets to play so much. But yeah, the Thunder are like eight fantasy guys deep, Colin. Realistically, right? Yeah, that's that's where I was going with this, and especially when we're talking about. Oh shit! You know who we forgot on the Thunder? Myers Leonard. Oh my god! No, we don't uh, talk about that guy. Uh, Myers Leonard. He. Oh, okay. He hasn't actually recorded a stat with the Thunder. That's weird. No, he's not playing for wonder, them. Wonder what happened there. I don't know. He must be feeling Hopefully. sick. <laughs> I already got a great Twitch stream though, so oh uh, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully it's, he plays Call it's of Duty. Super successful. Yeah. Oh, does he? And he only compliments players when they kill him. Oh, good. He says good stuff like, you know, spread "Have a nice day," or "Make sure you're drinking enough water." Oh, that's that's exactly what I would want out of a, a Twitch streamer. So you know. No, fuck Myers Leonard. Get yeah, it. fuck Myers Leonard. I stand with my Jewish brethren. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you need to say it like that, but yeah, I'm <laughs> all for the Jewish community and not using the words that Myers Leonard chose to use on a live stream. Yeah, fuck that guy. He's a scumbag. Moron. Yeah. God. He started in a finals game. Think about that. He started in a finals oh. game less than a year ago. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I hope he's out of the league. I hope he never plays Yeah, fuck that guy. Alrighty. Um, well, we, we've got some time left, Noah. Do you think it would be a good use of our time to talk about some injuries and some strategy there? Or maybe go down the line and, you know, do some quick blurbs about some other guys on the waivers that we might find some value in? Um... Let me just go down the waiver wire pickup list real quick because uh, a lot of the guys we already talked yeah. about, but the first guy I have is Dorian Finney-Smith, who you already said, Colin, mm-hmm. he's killing it. He's averaging like 29 yeah, he's points, and he's only 19.8% roster on ESPN right now. And to find a guy at this point in the season, um, I already picked him up, Colin, because I was like, wow, yeah, this guy cannot be on the waiver wire right now with this upcoming week. Uh, so he's my, like, waiver wire number one guy. Like, if Dorian Finney-Smith is there, pick him up. Um, I also have Josh Richardson, Jalen Brunson, Tim Hardaway Jr., all the shitters on the Mavs that are inconsistent. Uh, Lou Dort, Pokashevsky, Maladon, Roby, Bradley, Moses Brown. Uh, Gary Trent for the Blazers, if he's still there. We've been talking about him all season. He shouldn't be. Yeah. Malachi Flynn. <clears throat> uh, Bruce Brown. Landry Shamit, Jeff Green, DeAndre Jordan, Joe Harris, all Nets guys that you could get. Uh, Kevin Porter Jr., Jay Sean Tate, Bobby Portis, Dante DiVincenzo, Brent Forbes, Ricky Rubio, Justin Holiday, O'Shea Brissett Khan, who's on the Pacers right now. He started the last two games for us because we have both Domas and Miles out, and Goga's missed a game right. here or two there. And he's only 6'7", but he's had two really good games so far. Um... He's, yeah, like I said, he started the last two games for us. Um, versus Detroit. Oh, wow. Okay, the last three games he started for us. Versus OKC, he played 42 minutes, 
had 23 points, 12 rebounds, which is good enough for 52 fantasy points. Um, against Detroit, Sheesh. he had 11 points, 11 rebounds, which was good enough for 36 fantasy points. And versus Orlando, he had 13 points, 8 rebounds, which was 28 fantasy points. Also, sheesh. I don't know how much longevity he has when Miles and Domas come back, but he's a really interesting pickup that the Pacers made, and I think he has future value here. I think he's going to play for us um, even when those guys are healthy, so he could be keep an eye on. Alrighty. What uh what percent roster is he? Because that's the real fun question we got. He is currently fifteen point one. Ooh. Okay, that's all pretty good. Yeah. And then to round out my list, I have Josh Okoki, Kavon Looney, Juan Toscano Anderson, mm-hmm. Jordan Poole, Jeremy Lamb, and Edmund Sumner. Boom oh, bada yeah. bing. I like it. I like it. Alrighty, I think that affords us some time to talk about injuries and how to handle them. Because as we alluded to do at the beginning of the show, we are seeing just a spike in injuries, especially from some of the big-name guys in the league. And that sucks come playoff time. So, Noah, I've got a categories team that I'm just hoping can stay alive right now. Because I'm dealing with injuries to Levine, Mitchell, and Harden. And while that sucks, you know, I'm still alive. Um, But I don't know if it's been confirmed yet, but I saw on the basketball subreddit that Harden might not play another regular season game. Um, Have you seen anything on Twitter or Reddit or anywhere else that would confirm that I uh, don't want to put that out there if it's not entirely true, but I'm pretty sure it is. Um, I didn't see the exact report, Colin, saying he wouldn't play the rest of the regular season, but I haven't really been um, looking today. But I okay. do know that he had a setback from his injury. He, um, he, I can't think of it, he suffered. And they said that yeah. he was basically back to square one. Uh, which is really not good. And uh, honestly, that does sound like he's probably not playing the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Harden's an interesting one because depending on how your league set up, it might not allow you to drop him because odds are you drafted him in the first round. So I honestly, Noah, don't know exactly what to tell you. Because, you know, this is a guy who, again, depending on how your league was set up, might not be able to be dropped. Hopefully you have an IR spot. And so in my case, what I think I'm going to end up doing, if I'm losing at the end of the week, I'm going to move Harden. You know, before they, the week actually ends, I'm going to move Harden to the IR spot. And I'm going to have to drop Donovan Mitchell. That's just the way it's going to be. And it's going to suck. Because obviously somebody else out there can go pick up Donovan Mitchell. I'm lurking. But it's, I'm lurking. But it's if it's that or I lose, I'm you gotta go do for it. That. You gotta do it. Yeah. It's do yeah. or die time, Colin. We gotta meet in the finals of one of our leagues. Come on. And I'm I'm trying to make it happen, dude. I'm going all out in categories, despite having all of those guys not played a game so far. I am four and five. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, you could really—I know a good magic. podcast you could listen to that could help you 
find guys to pick up this week. Damn. All right, we'll send it my way. Okay, I will. All right. Well, so that that's the big injury um, that I just kind of wanted to talk about. But, again, just bring up that strategy we had spoken about in that if your guys are injured, error – Air on the side of drop. Don't try yeah, to wait. At this point out. in the season, it's do or die time. Uh, all mm. or nothing. You know, trust uh, trust in Dort. What a great story it would be, Colin, if in our first year playing 9-cat, the two of us met in the finals, and I ate one year. Oh. Mm, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. You know, I uh, I think I should. Uh, you know, you know what sucked today too was that I picked up Hassan Whiteside to get some extra blocks, and then he stopped playing. <sighs> you know what sucks? I have to fucking play you first round of the playoffs, and you have fucking five games of Luca, and Zach Levine decides to get fucking COVID. Yeah, and I can't that's even fucking drop him. To win. And I get three three games of fucking Steph Curry this week. Fucking bullshit. No, that's actually huge for me. Although De'Aaron Fox is going to be missing some time. So Tasty. you do have that going for you. Hey, I wish you the best of luck, Con. I hope to see you in the Categories League finals. And I hope that the winner of our series wins the playoffs because I think we have the two hottest teams going into the playoffs. And oh, it kind of would be a shame if neither one of us made it to the finals. No, it'd be so lame. But I think that I think you know, knowing my crystal ball, I see two fantasy league victories between Ooh. the podcast hosts on this podcast. Let's go! So that's what my crystal ball is telling me. You know, gentlemen's handshake on points league this week and uh, I think we're going to have a pretty juicy episode next Sunday when we come back and see the results. Alright. Thanks for listening to Bench Chatter Guys, the Common Man's NBA podcast. We'll be back at you on Wednesday. Peace out. Yeah. Oh, uh, Plug our TikTok. We have a TikTok. Oh yeah. Check Follow us on TikTok. TikTok. Bench.chatter.com If you're, if you're please. a TikToker, please. get on there, please. 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 Alright. See you Real guys. Good content.